Here comes a new challenger. From 8-bit to 35mm, game pads to the silver screen, your favorite video game characters are on a quest to become movie icons. Can they unlock the achievement? Let's go for broke! It's time to press X to reload. Tifa. I'm not fit to help anyone. Not my family, not my friends, nobody. Dilly dally, shilly shilly. Dilly dally, shilly shally. Hey everybody, welcome back to Press X to Reload, where we stop dilly dallying and shilly shallying and try and watch video game adaptations <laughs> looking for the good in them. I am Nick Moore. With me are Wayne Brissett and Mark Athanas. Wayne. Hello, everybody. And Mark. Welcome back. Welcome back, indeed. We're wrapping up our small mini tangent of films based on video game franchises rather than directly adapting a specific game. And to cap it off, we're looking at a sequel to a video game, which is a pretty rare thing. Most of the time, if a sequel is going to happen, it's going to be an actual game sequel. This is not. This is a sequel to the renowned video game Final Fantasy VII. Final Fantasy VII Advent Children Complete. And I say complete because mm -hmm. there's two versions of this. There's one that's about an hour and 41 minutes. And then there's a complete version that is over the two-hour mark. You can guess which version we all watched. The complete. <laughs> uh, I have opinions on this. Uh, I have opinions on Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> I've never made them a secret. So since we focus on the good, I'm not starting. <laughs> we'll start with Mark. Mark. Sure. How was the movie? What did I you think? It. Is it a good follow-up? You know what? <laughs> I have to say this because I find this to be true of most Final Fantasy storylines. They can get confusing and a little bit muddled in all of their franchises, like every single one. It's always a little bit of a, okay, wait a minute, what are we talking about? Like you kind of got to, it takes you a minute to understand the world they're building because not too often do the worlds build off of each other. Okay. Oddly, this is a sequel, so the world building should have been done in seven, but it's still building here because <laughs> it introduces all new concepts. Um, so I can say this, I didn't mind this movie and that is for maybe one specific reason. There was a bit of nostalgia, but mainly every time I was watching it, I kept like thinking that this movie was less a movie and more a demo for technology. Like okay. it seemed to me like it was more from back in the day. They were like, Hey, look at what CGI can do now. And I just kept thinking that while watching this movie because there are some absolutely gorgeous CGI in this. Like it holds up to today. There's some clunky bits, but every now and then they did something where I was like, that still looks amazing. Okay. And it's got some flaws. It's not a perfect movie, but I didn't hate it. I do wonder 
<laughs> I do wonder if we watch the hour 40 version that wasn't complete, if it would have been a little less uh, uh, slow and boring at and times. Plotting. But uh, yeah, that's me. Okay. Yeah. Well, Wayne, how about yourself? You own this movie, according to you. So I have to imagine mm-hmm. that you enjoy it at least a tiny bit since you own it. So actually, I have two opinions on this film. Okay. So first of all, I like Final Fantasy games. I own them all. I still own them all. I love Seven when it first came out, but it's I could think of five other Final Fantasies I probably like more than Seven, but I still really like Seven. Oh, yeah. And I okay. I think more so when you look back at what Seven did for gaming. That's what's most important. But anyway, so my first opinion is the opinion that made me buy the DVD when I was young. When I first saw this, for some reason, I must have liked it because I bought the DVD. (laughs) And I hadn't watched this show. That's not always true. I hadn't watched this in a long time, probably since I originally owned this film. Mm -hmm. And now that I got to watch the Final Fantasy VII Advent Children Complete (laughs) Edition, I realize (laughs) this movie has... It's... It's a sequel, but it doesn't push the story anywhere. It doesn't create anything interesting based on a world that's so big and beautiful. It's just, it's kind of like this tattered garbage blowing around that we're watching <laughs> after. No, honestly, there's really nothing about this. Now, now I will say that what Mark is saying about the CG, that it feels like, look what CG could do at the time. And I think that's where the nostalgia glasses back in the day I think I was happy that I got to see the characters I liked from Final Fantasy in this beautiful cinematic CG. And I had blinders on to actually probably how bad the film was as a film. But I was just excited to see Sephiroth and Cloud fighting because that's still a cool fight. And that's I I think I was just more blown away by that. But when I look back at this, it's just like, good Lord, this has to be one of the (laughs) slowest moving films we've watched. Oh. From a high budget on top of that. Yeah. Christina couldn't even make it through it. She fell asleep. She fell she fell asleep in the back half, and that's the action half. <laughs> so I don't know. I think they really missed the mark with driving home this like a sequel on this. The story wasn't big, the characters weren't big. It was just regurgitated garbage watching just this leftovers of the world, and none of it was interesting. Not a single okay. character. Not even Cloud, who's your main character? I'm not going to disagree with any of that. <laughs> uh, now, myself, I'm biased. I will admit, I don't like mm-hmm. Final Fantasy VII. I don't. I remember you saying that. I'm not a big fan of it. I didn't finish it. I got to, I don't know, disc two out of three and got bored and walked away from it. Now, part of that is I didn't nice. jump on it when everyone else did. Mm-hmm. I didn't get to the game immediately, and I recognize this game was a cultural milestone. It brought like RPGs back into the forefront. I'm not discounting any of those things. But by the time I played it, 8 was out. And I think 8 is, from a gameplay standpoint, better. Plot-wise, you can argue back and forth, Mm. but I think it's a better game, personally. And 7, I just, I hate Cloud so much. (laughs) (laughs) He's just so one-note emo, and I don't like him. So going into this with all those things in mind, 
not being a fan of anything about Sephiroth except for his his theme song, not really liking Cloud, I recognize this movie's going to have to work really hard to make me happy. And it didn't. And I remember when I watched it originally, Vic lent it to me. He's like, oh, it's amazing. Watch it. It's really cool. And I remember watching it going, this looks cool. I have no idea what's going on or why. None of this makes any sense, but some of these fights look cool. Yeah. I stand by that statement. I also firmly believe of the two Final Fantasy films we've watched, Spirits Within's better. Which I didn't I think to, I'd say. I'm going to have to agree with that. And that's not saying that movie is necessarily but I good. Do, but I do like Seven's animation better. The animation in this, I do like because it's willing to be more anime. This movie right. felt like it's going for that anime vibe. We're going to go larger than life. I like that. Yeah. I, I think I would agree. I think Spirits Within was better as a film. Yeah, but the characters and the plot are just oh, so threadbare. It's atrocious. It's painful. It's I'm, really, really painful. I'm so, I wish that I'm so Final Fantasy so Spirits Within... Well, see, <laughs> Spirits Within, I watched and said, they tried to go grounded, they should have gone big like Final Fantasy. This does mm. that and still fails because it doesn't have likable characters or a plot that I can follow. If you yeah. could have gotten the people who wrote the plot and characters to sit down with the guys who did the design of this, you might have had a good film somewhere in the middle. Instead, I get two films that aren't great. But if I have to choose, I'm uh, choosing. We're comparing two turds and one has yeah. peanuts. Do you like peanuts uh, or not? Yeah. Right. It's just. So <sighs> I kind of feel, I kind of feel like this movie, why, why Advent Children to me kind of fails and why, like to your point, it doesn't have the character development is again, I don't feel like it was really a movie. Like I feel like it was almost like a demo of what we could do because really everything you needed to know about the characters you see in this movie, except for the new villains. So they're pretty threadbare, but everything you need to know about the characters you played, you played like, I don't know, however many hours you grinded. So like the nostalgia of the characters for me on screen, I didn't need any other character development i had it already mm -hmm. so i knew these characters i spent a lot of time with this game like this is the game that literally <laughs> i i have the fondest memory of this game because literally i went to wayne's and i don't know what he was doing he's like you got to check this out and then we played the opening intro and okay. i'm pretty sure we turned it off i drove to eb and i bought a playstation <laughs> and, I bought, and a fantasy like that's that's and that's what it did. It sold PlayStation. I recognize sold. that. It, that's how immediately sold on it. And I've spent a lot of time in it. But my only problem with, with Spirits Within was <laughs> <laughs> I think characters started to make decisions along the way that had me literally like screaming at <laughs> my screen being like, what are you doing? Now, maybe that's good because they were trying to do something. Whereas this movie... <laughs> I was no more one does just anything. like no one does anything. Eh, all right. Cloud spends the first half okay, of it cool. going. All I right. don't want to do anything. Leave me alone. The first half yeah. of the movie going. Just leave me alone. I yes. just want to be emo. Oh, and I'm sorry. Yes. The the first bit of the movie had some of the worst editing I've ever seen in film. There was four separate scenes happening, and instead of giving you a bit of each mm. scene, they were cutting after every sentence. Someone yeah. would say something, it would cut to a different scene. And if someone would say something in that scene, it would cut to a different scene. And then they'd say something. And then Very it cuts confusing. back to the, the first scene, and the guy would respond to whatever that guy said. Then it cuts to the next scene, and a bike's driving down that other scene. You're like, 
this is going way too back and forth, way too fast. Someone yeah. like Christina, who has no idea what Final Fantasy VII was, stands no chance. They stand yes. no chance watching yeah. a film like this. Yes. And I mean, I get it. It's not made for somebody who doesn't know Final Fantasy. I'll give it that. Yeah. I feel like that's the thing with it. Well, right? I'd argue against that. Because they put in scenes that feel like they're trying to bridge the gap for someone who sure. hasn't played. They put in, at the beginning, they put the ending mm-hmm, of Final Fantasy sure. VII at the beginning yeah. of this, and then roll it back explaining the world. One of the better parts of the movie for me, when they recount Cloud's backstory, they do it in a way where I actually felt more sympathetic to him and liked <laughs> him more than when I learned that backstory yeah. in the game. I hated yeah. his backstory in the game. <laughs> because his motivation was so stupid. Your mentor dies and you're going to take his identity, you stupid identity thief. In this, it's mm-hmm. no, no, you have to carry on my legacy. Take the sword. He's carrying yeah. the memory of him. He's not literally becoming him. Mm-hmm. It feels more genuine and it feels more like a tribute. I didn't get that from the game. <laughs> it was the best writing the movie had was that yeah. intro. Like, After that, that the flashback made me like right him. But the opening, like you said... I couldn't tell it was separate scenes. I couldn't understand it, what was going on. It wasn't until like six shots in that I was like, these are all separate scenes happening. Yeah. Like, I thought these were all just <laughs> jumping and trying yeah. to keep up. I'm like, I can't keep up. Yeah. yeah, it's Very confusing. That said, one thing I do like, uh, not just of that opening, but they cut to it a couple of times. The multi-part version 2.0 of the Buster Sword where it's like multiple oh, pieces of the sword that you can have come apart and put together. Yeah. And the yeah. fact that it's like eight yeah. pieces that yeah, eject wild. from his motorcycle. So he's got like this sword yeah. dispenser built into his motorcycle. That's really cool. I that's like really that. Cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's like one small thing. I'm looking for small things. And again, I think I, and it, I, I watch this movie with such a different uh, – <laughs> What I love about this podcast is, like, I watch this movie with a totally different mindset, man. I was just like... Sure. This movie feels like it was the after credits scene of Final Fantasy VII with new graphics. That's all I kept thinking. It's like all they were trying to do was kind of tell you, hey, what was what was next for these characters? And it, it's not much. Like, it could have been... Like, this could have been a 30-minute movie... And it would have been tighter and better, but they really dragged they dragged it out. Depending on the characters, it's almost nothing up to the two third mark. Cloud and Tifa, that's it. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and so that's the thing. So Final Fantasy is notorious yeah. for their characters in their game, and regardless of what yeah. Final Fantasy games you like, everybody likes different characters throughout their specific Final Fantasy yeah. game. So if you're, if you're a Final Fantasy yeah. VII fan, but you loved Vincent, or you loved Barrett, yeah. or you loved you like you didn't get Sid. nothing in this movie, Sid. but you spent all your time no. with uh, a boring cloud, or even worse, you spent it with. Uh, the the three guys, uh, Rufus and Reno. Oh, and, Rude, okay. Rufus, Rufus, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, Reno, yeah. Okay, yeah. they were they were cool characters in the game, and you could, but they had way too much screen time compared to key characters in that group that had zero screen time, other than hey, we're here to fight at the end, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the leader of the Shinra Corporation and his two bodyguards have so much screen time in this that they dwarf <laughs> Barrett, Sid. Yuffie, Kate Sith, Vincent. Vincent. So the main members that would accompany Cloud and Tifa on their party and like these side, it's like watching Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead, but in Final Fantasy form. Like what is happening? That said, I grew to like the two bodyguards. 
Yeah. It's a missed opportunity because like when Vincent comes out, he looks great on screen. The way he's they amazing. animate and the way he's acting. Oh, yeah. I want to see more Vincent and you take him away from me. Only yeah, to give me a little bit I, again at the end. Mm-hmm. I mean, he got more than the other people, but it's still not. When those classic characters return, I like their updated design to the mm-hmm. more, I don't know if you'd mm-hmm. call it more real, but closer to real than like the, the super deformed kind of Final Fantasy yeah. VII characters mm-hmm. in the original PS1. Agreed. Their redesigns Agreed. are sharp, mm-hmm. but you get so mm-hmm. little of them. <laughs> Nothing. Like, yeah, they don't even yeah. fight Seth. They don't even fight Seth Faroth. It's they're just there for Bahamut. Sure, they're just there to fight Bahamut. Yeah. That's it. Like, After that, they're like Sephiroth. You can go fight Sephiroth on your own. I'll, yeah, I'll say this. On your own. Like, I'll what? say this. The action in this, the animation for the action in this is fantastic. Like every action scene, I enjoyed the the movement of the characters, the pacing, the speed. I was like, wow, that's pretty awesome, and it. It peaks at the end because it doesn't start off perfect, but it kind of peaks at the end for me when when it's full anime. He's leaping up to fight Bahamut, and he, they're literally like jumping off of broken things to grab him yeah. and throw him into the air. I was like, oh, "Music's this is good awesome. there too." Oh yeah, um, oh, it's fantastic. But the only action scene, like the motorcycle chase, that was just way too long. Too long, and the camera's too oh, close. I, I didn't think that was gonna. I was like. It was animated well, but I was like, okay, this is too long. Yeah. The camera's too close in that particular scene, so sometimes it got confusing as to what's going on on the motorcycle. And yeah, it drags on about twice as long as it needs to. That and the the fight with Tifa in the church, the the choreography for the fight is outstanding. I wish the camera would calm down a little bit because it's zooming in Mm. between them and around them and speeding up and slowing down and... It's just, it's too much. Again, it feels yeah. like what you were saying, Mark, they wanted to show off what they can yeah. do, but it's like when you hear a singer and they decide to do 15 things with the one note. I'm like, just just calm down and sing one note really well. Stop trying yeah. to do 15 but, things. Because they had a really yeah. well-paced fight. Yeah. But I was having trouble yes. following some of it. Whereas the fight with Sephiroth and Cloud, amazing. That fight's oh, good. Unbelievable. I could tell that what's going on. Cool. All the moves yeah. are cool. It's larger yeah. than life. And I wanted that out of Tifa yeah. because she's the one she's the one character out of the group where, to me, it's the most interesting to watch because it's fisticuffs. It's not, yeah. I'm going to cast mm-hmm. fire at you. I got a big sword. You can really do some cool martial that. arts and some cool boxing stuff. And what little stuff they showed, I just wish I could see it better. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> she was like, she was, yeah. her and Sid were my two favorite characters from what I played. Give me mm-hmm. more of oh, them. Yeah, me too. I'm really salty about the lack of Sid in this movie. Agreed. Yeah, Sid, Sid's, Sid is hands down my favorite character from Seven, and you get nothing. You, you get, get nothing. more Aerith than you get Sid, and she's dead. Yeah. <laughs> Spoilers yes. for anyone who somehow yes. is listening to this and not knowing that very pivotal moment in gaming. She's dead by the yeah. time this movie starts, and she's in more scenes than Sid. Yeah. What? And they did a bat. If you didn't, if you've never played Final Fantasy VII, I think that character would be very confusing in this movie. Yeah. I knew just enough that it had emotional impact for me, but they don't recount her at all. They explain Cloud's no. backstory, but they don't explain, like, her tragedy. Yeah. They call her she or her. Yeah. You know, like, it's weird. Are you thinking about her? Is she yeah. over there? I like, what? Who is this? 100% thought that the movie missed the opportunity to like CGI her death. Yeah. That would have been 
Like, yeah, they did a couple of montages a, recapping stuff. They could have easily pivotal, done that one. Yeah. Cloud sleeping, and yeah, that's one of his nightmares. Is he witnessing that moment over and over. Yeah. Especially yeah. if you're winding up to have... And for you, if you're not familiar with this, very quick recap of the plot. The previous game has ended, but now some sort of miasma plague is infecting people and murdering oh, them. Right, Think yeah. of it like anime cancer. And... These well, children that are an offshoot of Sephiroth are trying to bring him back through, what was it, Gaia or Mother or whatever to, it was. Yeah, Mother. Well, so here's the problem. They're trying to like evolve like problem. Pokemon from like mini Seth mother, to actual Sephiroth. Mother's the That's part of the, the DNA of Genova, right? Yeah, Genova. Yeah, like... So they're trying to find Genova yeah, like to turn mini Sephiroth into actual Sephiroth, and they're spreading so anime cancer to everyone while they do it. That's the plot. The... The whole thing... And then they have a bath at the end. The plot is I understood seven. <laughs> and they do... The, ba- yeah. They go Baptist church at the end. Are you kidding yeah. me? So so the whole, the whole thing with Seven's plot, when you finally figure it out, is that... I still haven't. Genova is some sort of creature who crashed into their planet and was Correct. trying to destroy it. And the Shinra Corporation Harvested. captured that, that thing. Yeah. And... And use that to create the soldiers of who Sephiroth was one. Sephiroth's plan was to redestroy the planet, unleashing Genova. And then ride her from planet to planet like a roller coaster, apparently. Well, that's that's his <laughs> new plan. So so his old plan was to like ascend and unlock the Genova within himself to be this ultimate being and destroy the planet. The the acts of seven corrupted the natural like essence of the of the earth and that sort of plague is what's affecting people okay that's that's how i understood this plot to be what's going on and then the wherever those offshoots of sephiroth came from they're trying to basically unite everyone who's infected because that's in essence is genova and if they can gather that all in one spot they can unleash Sephiroth, whose plan is to destroy the planet and use it as a spaceship crashing into other worlds. It gets weird. <laughs> it gets Final so Fantasy. Anime cancer plot. and it's, Sephiroth Pokemon. It's weird. That's what it is. Yeah. It's yeah. so weird. It's so weird. It's Final Fantasy. It's very strange, but that's fine. I don't have a problem it's with that. Final strange Fantasy. is normal for Final Fantasy. Larger mm-hmm. than life characters really is normal is. for Final Fantasy. It's World just ending events the from first space. half of the movie, nothing yeah. happens. Happens. <laughs> All that's happening is though is the those guys who want to bring Sephiroth back are yes. just going around questioning everybody. Where's mother? That's it. That's the only thing that yeah. happens in the first yeah. half. Which of this I movie. guess. Yeah. So the guy leading the Shinra Corporation. After Rufus. all the mini Seths are looking around for it, he's got a little like black box on his lap because he's sitting there in the wheelchair with his Palpatine cloak over his face, hiding mm-hmm. his anime cancer. And he, I guess the rest of Genova was that green liquid inside there. Correct. Is that basically like yes? Like he had Genova all along, yeah. I guess. Which I have to correct. assume. Yeah. That's just some leftover residue from like the corporation. It's like his last correct. vial of it, kind of thing. That's right. Yeah. Yes. So I can't figure out how the mini Seths, the three of them, Pompadour, uh, Super Emo, and I don't even know what I named the last one. Uh, Yeah, that sounds about right. So between those three, 
they seem to be able to sense mother to some degree. They seem to, because they can sense all the other kids Except who have like Genova in them and all the people getting sick. But mm-hmm. the pure, concentrated, 100%, like, no additives version yeah. of Genova, that black box is strong. But, <laughs> like, they can't sense it through that. But, like, the, the way I looked at that was it's because the Shinra guy is sick. So if they're sensing mother... They're just sensing him. He's sick. Okay. He's that's he's fair. he's covered in it, and it's it's sitting on his lap. You can't see it. So they're like, oh, well, okay. I can like they can be like right to him. I wouldn't go as far as to say he's covered in it because when he does his big dramatic reveal and throws the cloak off of him, he's got a patch on one eye, but I don't see any sickness there, and mm. he's got like a, a bandaid around his neck, and I don't see any sickness because I'm assuming it's covered up. And he's wearing an immaculate suit. I was like, is he faking it? And then he threw the thing over the ledge. I didn't know if he was screwing uh, with them like he was a con artist. But then you no, look I at the end, he's got a tiny it. bit of sickness on one hand. But if that's all he had, why well, is he throwing the cloak? He's super drama. Like, <laughs> I think he's super drama because like, like Cloud, Cloud has that one Cloud has that one whole sleeve because his whole arm is covered. Right. Yeah. The Shinra guy, he's he's in a suit. You can't see his body, so you don't know how bad it is. That's how I looked at it. Uh, I think he was just playing it up. He didn't even need the eye patch. He just thought it looked cool. <laughs> he's just playing it up. But, like, yeah. he's one of the highlights to me, because at least his character has some personality. Cloud and Tifa, and I feel like this is... I don't know if it's a fault of the writer or the fans and the expectation, but I feel like... Because Final Fantasy VII was such a big thing and it's so important to so many people, it feels like the story is so afraid of doing anything with the characters that will be considered disrespectful that they have them be so stoic that they don't really have any emotion. Like, Tifa and Cloud aren't allowed to really be human at all during this. And I feel like it hurts it. It reminds me of of Superman Returns, like that Brian Singer one with Brandon Ruth. They're so worried about being yeah. faithful to the material that it feels stuck. And mm. this one feels like they're afraid to screw up the characters, so they just have them spinning their wheels for like an hour before anything happens. Yeah, I think... <sighs> but the only... They're just being too precious with yeah, it. Yeah, like the only thing I get out of Cloud for me comes at the end. Because to me, it, it's kind of that idea that he's been kind of... And it, it goes back to, again, Seven, where when he takes on Zack's persona or his... his you know, he doesn't take on Zach's name, but he takes on his persona. He, I think he's felt like a fraud. Okay. Like that's, that's what I, that's what I get out, out of it. Like he's a fraud. Like the guy that everyone loved didn't remember was Zach. It's not cloud, but they keep, they were in the game. They mistake him for Zach and he feels like a fraud until the end when it's like, no cloud, you beat Sephiroth. You can fight him. And they're like, he's the only one who can. Because we've all sort of, like, taken a break from it, but he's not. He's kept up, like, whatever training or whatever it is. And that's what he's going bonkers with those swords where he's, like, pulling them apart and putting them back together and, like, doing all that crazy crap. I'm like, he's doing his buster move. I'm like, okay. I was getting kicks out of it because, again, (laughs) I like the game. So when he's doing his limit break, you're like, okay, that's freaking awesome. Like, yeah. Seeing them do the, like the limit breaks and such, that was cool, right? Like, don't yeah, I liked there the are visual. moments that are good. It's just, yeah, like there's like 15 minutes of good in a two hour plus movie. 
But like the visual representation, uh, because we have to find the good, <laughs> the visual representation of the materia in the gauntlets, I loved that. Yes. Like how he's like they put the materia like into the gauntlets, it absorbs into the arm, so you can it's see through it. Yeah, like it absorbs into it. Yeah, yeah. that was really cool. And like, I really like that. I wished everyone had it, well, but it was still really cool. Little character flourishes, like near the halfway point when Vincent shows up, and mm-hmm. that little girl's like trying to find like a phone, and she asks Vincent, "Do you have a phone?" And it's he doesn't just say no; he raises his arm up like he's goddamn Dracula to show that he has yeah. no phone on his pocket, and then. Let's go of the cape, but his arm is still up. Yeah, <laughs> yes. that's just about. There's died. some weird stuff. It's like it, it's his victory pose. Yeah, like, yeah, it's like his victory pose. Stuff like that's yeah. great. Or what was it? Um, when Pompadour goes to fight Tifa in the church, and she knocks mm-hmm. him down, and he, like after that big fight, and he crashes and lands in the rubble, and then you hear like the the phone dial version of like the victory music from Final Fantasy. Oh yeah, yeah. But it's his phone going off because it's the mini Seths calling him. And the yeah. actual music for them is like this beautiful piano version of the fight music from the Final yeah. Fantasy series. Mm-hmm. There are moments where it's like, oh, that's a really cool touch. I wish there was yeah. a good film to attach it to. I agree. <laughs> right? Like, that's what was killing me. Or what was it? Um, yeah. Early in the, the film when Shinra, like, summons Cloud so that he can meet him. And one of the bodyguards tries to like attack Claudius, moves out of the way, and then beats him by closing the door in his face. Yeah, and I like three that. times yeah. in a row, the Shinra boss tries to like give him exposition, and Cloud literally goes, "I don't care. It doesn't matter. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Just keep." It was like watching <laughs> yeah. a player hit skip during the dialogue. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. which is ironically what I was trying to do, but it just kept pausing. It. <laughs> <laughs> This is a a movie that's two hours long, and I wrote down one hour, 12 minutes. Finally, the team shows up. Yeah. It takes an hour and 12 minutes before you have the full team, because as you said, fighting Bahamut in Mm -hmm. like Central Square, and that fight is crazy. I loved it. Unbelievable. They're all. That's it. And they show the the sheer strength of a summon. Nothing they're doing Mm. is hurting him. At yeah. all, no. But I love the no. the daisy chain up the tower when Bahamut's like trying to like mm. fly away and go up the tower, and on a visual level, it's amazing that you have all the Final Fantasy characters have managed to climb up this ridiculously large tower and clouds at the bottom, and he leaps, and each one is grabbing him and throwing him up, saying encouraging things or doing something cool. On the one hand, how did they get up there that fast? Because Bahamut's still climbing up. Yeah. But I'll forgive it because I like that he's almost there. Tifa throws him up. He's not quite at the distance. And they and don't then, show Oliver, but you see Aerith's hand grab him. And I don't even oh. like Final Fantasy VII, but I like Aerith. And yeah. that made me smile. Like, that is a nice touch. I like that. Yeah. And she was the final little help he needed. Some of my favorite moments are her, including the ending. And we, we mentioned it before, uh, Wayne, the baptism. Mm. Now <laughs> that they, at the end, they... They get rid of anime cancer and they're they've got pure spring water and they're baptizing all the people in it. Cloud's basically a reverend now. Mm-hmm. And it's that weird <laughs> Star Wars moment of looking off and seeing the ghosts in the background, that Scrooged moment. Mm-hmm. But you've got yeah. Aerith there, and you've and got Zach, Cloud's mentor. Mm-hmm. And all I could think of was Zach looking at him going, Yeah, 
you get to be the hero, but I get the girl. Get and he girl. walks yeah. off with Aaron. <laughs> Ahead of her, too. He doesn't even wait for her. No. Oh, that's amazing. I was like, all right, you get my legacy, but I get your girl. And he's out the door. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> That's like, uh, and I don't know if you guys stuck around for the end credits of this. I always do. Nope. I did. It showed, like you'd said, the the amount of pride that they had in what they'd accomplished on a visual level. Because, mm-hmm. Wayne, since you, you did not watch, once it gets through the, the black screen, white words, here's the mm-hmm. credits, and here's all the people involved, it cuts to live footage that they've recorded where it's like a moving you know, helicopter going over a landscape, but it's CG cloud on his motorcycle, and they're tracking it on a live background while they have some anime pop song playing. And it shows they were so confident about the design and how far the graphics had come. They're like, we can put that on a live background, and you'll think he's real. Spoiler, <laughs> you don't. Uh, but it still looked pretty good. It looked pretty good. And it wasn't too bad a pop yeah, song. Like a really- As uh, pop songs from anime go, it was okay. I won't be popping my Yeah, like a really, in. really... Yeah, don't don't put it back in to watch it. But, you know what? It was a good palate cleanser really, after two hours of boring. Like, I really do think all this was was a, a showcase. Like, a mm-hmm. it was a two-hour-long showcase of look how far the graphics have come. Because, again, you got to remember, when Final Fantasy came out, the sprites, they were like little blockheads, right? Sure. Like, it was like, it was PS1 graphics. Sure, the cutscenes were incredible, but like this was them being like, "Hey, look how great this looks!" Right? And I maybe maybe it was more nostalgic for me because they've done the remake now, and so like it felt like the I remake was looks better than this. The remake, the remake does look better than this, but it felt like I was watching that and was like, "Oh, okay, that's pretty cool." This is what they hoped they could have done. Almost okay. like it was almost like. They've never made a sequel to a Final Fantasy. And Seven was so good, they really wanted to, and this is all we got. And Counterpoint, it's not the best. Counterpoint, not they could the have best. used all that technology and still give us a good story, and then maybe I'd remember it as well as I remember Dragon Quest. I'm just saying, <laughs> they could have done both. They could have done both. Them. Yeah, uh, you can't. You can't compare them because that one did both. I'm just saying. Yeah. Yep. Any final thoughts, gentlemen? I'm good. I that, I think that if you pause watch was this so movie, long it felt almost as slow as the movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's you, you might need a few sound to get through it. <laughs> to even have a yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was good. To even have a chance to enjoy this, you have to be a pretty diehard Final Fantasy VII fan. Agreed. And again, even then, mm-hmm. you're watching it just so you can see more of the characters you like, even if the show yeah. isn't likable. I wouldn't recommend it. My yeah, advice, go on YouTube and watch trip. an HD clip of the best parts. Just go on YouTube, watch the I, Sephiroth fight and the Bahamut fight, and you're done. Yeah, and I you'd would, still understand the story. I would <laughs> I would, uh, I would, would maybe recommend the hour 41. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, definitely one. not the complete it's just version. I don't know what's... I don't know what's cut. So for all I know, they cut action, oh, so I don't know what to tell quick you. Quick question. What language did you watch it in? English. Okay. Hatties. Hey, sorry. How was the ang- uh, how was the acting for it? No, 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 no. Oh, sorry. Do you, was, you watch subtitles? Japanese. I watch subtitles. Yeah, I watch subtitles. I know. We I watch the subtitles. English dub. Okay. Is it a, is it okay? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. To so stick with the the subtitles. I'm sure there were some translation issues as well too, okay. but. 
it's did not they good. say dilly dally shilly shally? They did say dilly dally yes, shilly shally, oh, with, but they say it with yeah. zero emotion. Just dilly dally shilly shally. Yes, sir. Yeah. Dilly dally shilly shally. I, I just, yes. I don't know, man. It broke me. It broke me. I, I don't know what to say. To tell you what, watch it again in it English. Broke me reading that. <laughs> I'm not watching it like, again. No, I. I you have I, to. Know. No, I cannot. I, I wanted. <laughs> I I legit when I when I read oh. that I was like that can't be the correct translation I just thought that that's all I thought that well, they say dilly dally shilly shally dilly dally shilly shally whatever they said I remember said, Ryan bringing no that up English and he going that can't be in the film and then I forgot about it he's right and it's yes. stupid um, yep. don't watch this unless yes, you're a diehard so. fan even if you are YouTube the clips it's not worth the whole watch I, hmm. it loses to spirits within I don't know how else to put it. That is the biggest condemnation of it. It loses the spirits within. Anyway. For two out of three of us. Yeah. For two out of three yeah. of us, it loses the spirits. Don't kid yourself. If you it had to watch another one right now, you'd watch Spirits Within again. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> we'll bring this to I a close. We're going to take a, a bit of a break. And when we come back, I don't know. Maybe we do tangential films. Maybe we do legitimate video game adaptations. We'll see where our heart takes us and what the next quest is. But we thank you for continuing to join us on the journey, whoever you are. I have been Nick Moore. With me has been Wayne Brissett and Mark Atlantis. Gentlemen, thanks for having us. Adios. Catch you on the next one. You've been listening to Press X to Reload. Today's episode featured the voices of Mark Athenis, Wayne Brissett, and Nick Moore. Our theme music was composed by Jack Fierick and performed and realized by Sam Fierick. If you like what you've heard today, subscribe and never miss an episode. Or tell a friend, leave a review, we'll take all the bonus XP we can get. If you have suggestions or feedback, you can contact Nick Moore via his email, retrogamingfool at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the next stage.